Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So yesterday was an exciting day. Is that why there's a giant face trying to eat my microphone right now? Exactly. <laughs> the first nightly ran appearance of Diego. The giant the wiener giant dog. hot dog. He really is after my microphone, though. He is huge. <laughs> he weighs 28 pounds and he's 40 inches long. Ish. He makes yeah. Yogi look like a complete and total midget. And Yogi is currently mad because Diego... Wandered past him while Yogi was eating. <laughs> Actually, Diego wandered over to Yogi's food bowl and Yogi was heading away and came running oh. back to bother him. Is that what happened? But we also had a good time yesterday because we went to that quarter mania thing and that was a lot of fun. I highly recommend if you need to do a fundraiser, do the quarter mania well, thing. Well, yeah, and I, you know how they said yesterday, I'm not sure how much you were listening, but they said that like to follow their Facebook page, the quarter mania, they do it all the time at JT Schmitz with huh. that lady as the. And vendors, like, seek her out. So that's how the vendors found out about it, is because they seek her out. And then they must do a lot like the TV show that takes the dogs on there. They must, like, pick a organization and then help them by doing fundraising for them. I think it's, it's probably either like that or it's like the casinos that my parents do in Canada where they join a lottery of sorts and they apply. Mm-hmm. And then when they get picked to come in, they get picked to come in. Either way, it's the same concept. Yeah. You're just going into the details of how. I'm merely saying they pick a group and the group comes there and they do it. That's all. Okay. It was interesting though, because if you don't know how it works, what always drives me crazy about like auction type things is you have to bid and then you end up bidding crazy amounts for shitty things you don't really need or want. Instead, right. what they do is they have you have a bunch of quarters. They're your own quarters. You pay for admission. So that's why I was a little wondering like why she was worried about not making money because the admission alone probably was set to cover the fee of the people. I think she forgot about how much money she would make from the quarters themselves. And then <laughs> what they do is they have a one quarter, two quarter, three quarter or four quarter item and somebody has donated something. It's usually a vendor that's trying to make some money and they tell you, oh, it's a two quarter item and you have to put two quarters into the bucket for mm-hmm. each paddle that you want to put in the air. Paddle has a number, and the number on your paddle has a corresponding chip that they've kept, and they mix them up in a bowl, and then you just reach in the bowl, and they pull the chip out. If you bid on that thing by putting the number of quarters in the bowl, and it's your number, you win the thing. That's it. If you didn't bid on it, and they pick your number, you tell them you didn't bid on it, they pick another number. But the point is, you don't do the whole, oh, $100, $150, $200, $250. You don't do any of that. It's really simple. It's kind of like playing slot machines in Vegas, though, because you're right. constantly putting quarters in and not winning, and then all of a sudden you'll win something, and then you won't win for a while. Well, like, I want a very nice, I want a very nice set of earrings, 
And then I won in a raffle a pair of Disney leggings. Yeah, they were cute. And then super soft. I bought some wiener dog leggings because I'm crazy. And then the super nice lady next to us gave us one of her prizes that she didn't want. Yeah, she kept the part of it that she wanted. Yeah. And she gave us the rest. Yep. So talking about interacting with people, (laughs) we've sort of touched on this topic before, but I have a kind of a different angle on it today. So as we all know, there were two tragic shootings in the country pretty much back to back. Same day, huh? And as we've discussed on this show before, you and I are in agreement that one of the avenues they need to pursue is improving the mental health care system in this country. And by that, I don't just mean the providers providing good care and having accessibility to it and having it be affordable. All of those things are important and necessary. But I'm also talking about the stigma that goes along with admitting that you have mental health issue. It's kind of like, okay, if you're in a relationship and you love that person and you want to be with that person and you're having trouble communicating, why is it wrong for you to go seek counseling? It's not. Yet a lot of people hide that fact because people look down on them because they couldn't be strong enough to figure it out on their own. Sometimes you need the neutral third party. Okay, well, it's the same thing with mental health. You're having problems. You need somebody to talk to, or maybe you need medication because you're imbalanced. Psychologists or psychiatrists will do the tests that are necessary to determine that. Well, and I'm sorry, but a chemical imbalance in your brain causing anxiety or causing depression, neither of those things are something A, you can control, or B, something that somebody else should be able to judge you for. Like, and just C, shut up. And C, they're very real problems yeah. in your life and they affect your life. And sometimes people curl up in bed for days, weeks. And I mean, that's got to have a toll on your income, your finances, etc. Yeah. And I would think as a society, especially as a more advanced society, that we would encourage people to seek those things out. But there are actually some people, just like they don't believe in addictions, there are people who do not believe in mental health issues. Well, those people are idiots. But yet they instantly call people crazy, which infers a mental health issue. You know, so I don't get it. I want to. Okay, so I've met those people that say mental health issues don't exist. And I can't wait for them to get cancer or heart disease or something that you can't physically see. Be like, I don't believe that exists. But let's be real. That's why things like seven cups exist. That's why things like online counseling exist. So that people can do it in the privacy of their own home without anyone ever knowing. And you know what? Let's face it. Even the online counseling. Yeah, they want you to be a real person, etc. But you could make up a name. They don't have to know who you are. So you're giving yourself an extra shield of privacy. Well, in case somebody doesn't know about these online places, there's Talkspace, there's BetterHelp, and there's Seven Cups. That's a partially free one that you can go to. And there's more. I just don't know what any of them are. And then there's tons of chat rooms you can go to and talk to people and feel like you're part of a community of people that understand what you're going through. Okay. So with that said, the topic's not really about mental health per se, but there was the shooting. And then someone shared a post from Gavin Newsom to the Facebook group here in Orange County. And I commented early, early on in the post thread that this is why we need to visit the mental health system in this country and start having a discussion about how to improve it because many, many times these people are mentally ill that commit these crimes. Right. Right away, 
And I'm sorry, I, you know I don't like doing this, but right away, people who are very clearly progressive Democrats, so the far left-leaning ones, are like, are you kidding me? You think this has something to do with mental health? The first guy, this is completely about racism. This, this was a hate crime. It was completely about racism. Okay, maybe it was, but does that preclude the idea that the person was mentally ill? Not even a little bit. I mean, you can't be mentally ill and a racist who commits hate crimes? Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, so that's what I said. And I was told that I'm a racist if I think that it doesn't have anything to do with racism. And this well, wait, person- you didn't say that. What? You didn't say that. You didn't say that it didn't have anything to do with racism. Right. I never said it had anything to do with it. I never said it didn't have anything to do with There's it. There's your I number one said, reason why these people are wacko. Exactly. Because here's where we're going to go with this. People who take what you say and then turn it into something you never said. Because we're going to give some more examples, okay, that are going to blow your mind. But first, let's talk about the racism part. Isn't it kind of bit racist to insist that it's nothing but racism and that mental health has nothing to do with it? And that if you think mental health has something to do with it, then you yourself are a racist? Yes. And then what kind of person later on in the discussion, after calling you a racist multiple times, denies ever calling you a racist? An idiot. Or potentially someone who's a racist. Well, yeah, I could get on that bandwagon. I don't see any other explanation for it. And, you know, the guy proceeded to say that I'm a white man and I have white man privilege and blah, blah. <laughs> I don't get what that has to do with saying that mental health has something to do with it. It's very akin to the conversation we've had where we say when you disagree with someone, it doesn't mean that you disagree with everything they say. And when you disagree with someone, it doesn't make you a bully. And if you are proud to be straight, it doesn't mean you're anti-gay. And if you're proud to be gay, it doesn't mean you're anti-straight. Well, and <laughs> what I don't understand is at no point did you disagree with this person. This person saying it's about race. You saying we should probably look at mental health. You're not disagreeing with them. You're adding an additional layer of something we need to be looking at. Racism is definitely a problem in this country. Mental health is definitely a problem in this country. We need to look at both, not just one or the other. Well, and I feel like the gun control aspect of the debate was has already been advanced in a certain way. It's been advanced to a certain stage, but the mental health debate has not. Ever. And so instead of just continually trying to figure out how you're going to fix it with gun, more gun control laws, how about we address something we haven't addressed before, which is mental health. Now, statistics say more than one third of these people have mental health issues. And had they received mental health treatment, these things wouldn't have happened. Is it one third that are suspected to have mental health issues or one third that have diagnosed mental health issues? Diagnosed. Interesting. So it's way more than one third that actually do, I'm assuming. Yes. Then we move on, okay? And we get the woman who comes in. And immediately, because she's a progressive Democrat and I disagree with her, she calls me a Republican. I must be a Republican. You dirty Republican. I am using Republican talking points. Mind you, I came up with this idea with you and me. I didn't come up with this idea reading some party's position on something. Aww, I have no idea what the party's position is on this issue. But I'm a Republican. I follow Republican talking points. And get this. This is a person who either made insults like that or posted links. And the whole time I would ask questions like, okay, you're blaming it on Republicans. So in these years, and I listed a bunch of years because this has been a problem since like the 1980s. They say it's been about a 30 year problem. Uh -huh. right? It started up. Okay. And they don't know why just all of a sudden started to become a problem. And I was wondering about that because, you know, when I was a kid and growing up and, and going through high school, this kind of stuff didn't happen all the time. In fact, 
once or twice in my entire lifetime up to the point when I graduated high school, something like this happened. It People just thought a lot didn't less happen. Okay. Yeah. And so I looked up the 80s. When did Democrats have control of both the House and the Senate? Uh-huh. Because let's face it, whether there's a Republican president or not, if the House and the Senate want to pass a law, they can. And then if it didn't go through, it's because the Republican president or the Democrat president vetoed it. So there'd be evidence, right? And you could point to, oh, yeah, it is a Republican problem because the Republican president never did anything about it. Okay. But I pointed out times, and then some of those times are when (laughs) Obama was president. Okay. We could not find a single instance where a Democrat-controlled House and Senate passed stricter gun control laws, and it got vetoed. Okay. Now. So that's to say no stricter gun control laws have ever passed nationwide. Ever. Right. Got it. Only time was in 1993, there was a crime bill that went through and it outlawed automatic assault weapons. That seems reasonable. For some reason, I don't understand why it had a time limit on it. Oh. And when second George Bush was the president, he allowed that to expire. Okay. Then Obama took over and did nothing about it. Interesting. So where's that stricter gun so control? So how is that a Democrat issue or a Republican issue? It's not. And I was it's told by the same issue. person that the Democrat Party is the party of action and the Republicans are the party of rhetoric. Well, hold up then. The party of action doesn't want to take action. That was my point. You see, you get it. So this whole time I'm telling you the lady's posting memes and she's posting links to things and... In the end of the conversation, she made a comment, oh, don't worry, this guy's just a white guy trying to prove himself, a white man trying to prove himself. <laughs> and I said, really, you're going to label me a white man trying to prove himself because we've had a multiple hour long conversation, but yet you were also engaged for the same amount of time. Well, the first thing that she did with it that was disingenuous was she claimed it wasn't a conversation, that all I did was present what ifs and ask questions. Isn't that how a conversation goes? Like, don't we say, what do you think would happen if, and then we ask questions, how do you feel about X, Y, or Z? I mean, don't, isn't that how a conversation works? I would assume so. Well, she admitted that on her side, she was posting links the whole entire time. Okay. She never once answered any of my questions. So she didn't have a conversation, but you did. And she never once answered any of my questions, but I'm somehow just a white man trying to prove himself. And (laughs) she is a normal person who can allegedly go about with her head held high. She should probably now, rethink that. Just during a that conversation, you know me. I don't mince words. I <laughs> say what I mean, and I mean what I say. I don't infer things. Like, if I think the sky was purple today, I'm going to say the sky was purple today. I'm not going to say, wow, the sky was different today. Right. You just get straight to the point. So you really don't need to interpret what I'm saying, right? You just need to read it and go with it that that's what right. he means. You okay. say the words... That you mean. Well, there's not, one, you don't leave any room. At one point, we got into a great discussion about the fact that I proved to her that, I, that she was wrong, that I'm not a Republican, okay. and I pointed out that I voted third party. Well, first I oh told her God. that I did not vote for Trump or Clinton, and she immediately said, voting third party was a vote for Trump. Get over it. Well, that's rude, but it's also wrong. <laughs> so I posted- Especially in California. I posted a Mr. Rogers meme. That basically says, let's examine what happens to vote distribution when you vote a certain way. 
Let's say there's a libertarian or a Republican and a Democrat, and I vote for the libertarian. How do those votes get distributed? One vote for the libertarian, zero votes for the Democrat, zero votes for the Republican. Guess what? The Republican and the Democrat had the same value. They did not get more votes or less votes. Right. Okay. Then I pointed out to her that in 2016, especially because the candidates were so shitty, everybody I know who voted third party said they would not have voted had there not been the third party candidate. They wouldn't have voted. Can't say I blame them. Two crappy candidates. So she comes back with a link to a page that basically says, can a third party candidate be a spoiler? Well, right away, I'm seeing the title and I know it's not going to be a conclusive, here's our facts kind of article. It's just somebody asking a question. And as an example to prove that, yes, you can be a spoiler, they tell you that there's candidate M1, candidate M2, and candidate M. M1 gets 49% of the vote. M2 gets 48% of the vote. And M gets 3% of the vote. Uh But you must assume that everyone who voted for M would have voted for M2 had M not been in the election. Therefore, M became a spoiler. But here's the problem. That's making a big assumption that everybody who voted for M would have voted for M2. And you're saying in the real world, what actually happened is the people who voted for M wouldn't have voted for M1 or M2. They wouldn't have voted. Exactly. So all it means is M1 still wins, but by a bigger percentage because there's less voters, but by the same number of votes. Right. And there's less voters overall because the M voters don't vote at all. So, all right, I show this to her. Want to know what her response to that was? What? I have waited all my life to meet somebody like you who is a know-it-all and doesn't want to listen to experts. So she deemed herself an expert? Well, no, she deemed the website that she sent me to as an expert. Now, I just told you what that website did. Uh Uh-huh. Let's assume that everybody who voted for M considered M2 a second-best candidate and would have voted for M2 had they not voted for M. So therefore, if M wasn't in the election, um, there were, they become a spoiler because they were in the election and took votes away from M2. All right, I get it. If that's your assumption. Right. But you can't assume that everybody who voted third party is going to vote for one party or the other. They may not vote for anybody. That's how it was in the last election. They decided they were not going to vote for anybody. Remember, Gary Johnson was polling at like 9% at one point. Right. And he only got 3% of the total vote. That means 6% of the people voted for somebody else or didn't vote at all, and 3% of the people voted for him. And I'm going to guess that the people who voted for him wouldn't have voted at all had he not been in the election. I wouldn't have. Well, I have to say, in California, in California, if you're going to follow the logic that a vote for third party is a vote for the person, whoever that is, didn't want to win, which in this case, they didn't want Donald Trump to win, your vote for a third party was just taking a vote away from Donald Trump. Because all of California voted for Hillary Clinton. Well, but see, that's where she gets her logic that it was a vote for Donald Trump. But it wasn't. Because she's saying you didn't give Hillary another vote. And you live in California. California. And you live in California, so you should have given her another vote. She didn't. But see, but that's exactly the point. It's it's illogical thinking. Right. It's the I can't imagine ever voting for anybody but this party. How can you do it? You and by you not for doing Canadian it, Canadian Moose and Hillary Clinton still would have won the state of California. And by you not, that's all irrelevant, though. You're kind of ma- you're kind of mixing issues. I get it. We're talking in terms of electoral college. Yes, California wouldn't matter. She's talking in terms of total total votes. Period. And she's saying you should. 
by voting third party, you took a vote away from Hillary. Already Not established true. the total you, total votes is irrelevant. You would have anyway, to right? assume that I'm going to vote for Hillary, and I wouldn't have voted for either. I would have right. not marked the ballot for president. I would have still voted, but not for president, because I couldn't vote for either one of those two lunatics. And many, 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 many people are in that boat. So I proved that to her. Now, that's a what if, by the way. She didn't like that. That's a what if. But it's not a what if. It's what happened in real life. Hers was a what if. So then I said to her, oh, so we should listen to the experts? How about all of these people who before the election were 100% sure that Hillary Clinton was going to be the president and they're experts on picking who's going to win the presidency and they were all wrong. So tell me again why must listen to the experts. I'm thinking the experts haven't really proven themselves to be that reliable lately. So it comes down to this, okay, because we're kind of beating a dead horse in a way and it's my fault. These people, are their minds are blown when you think independently and you come up with your own ideas about something. Like, okay, what do I always say to you? We have a government who's not doing a good job of handling a situation. So why is the answer to have that government do more to handle that situation? (laughs) Example. You know, I don't think most people think of it that way. Well, an example of this, you have a team of five employees. Yep. One of them does a crappy job every single time you assign something to them. But for whatever reason, you're not allowed to fire them. So what's your approach? Darn unions. To give them as little (laughs) to do as possible, right? Right. Because you want to make sure shit gets done right, not that it gets done wrong. Well, it's the same thing. If, If the government isn't handling gun control properly, then maybe we need some other different approach. I agree. Maybe, may, maybe, just maybe, we need a different approach. And I'm going to come right out and say it. This is one of those situations where our federalist form of government is just inept. Because you're letting states decide on an individual basis what the laws are. Now, if 20 states have the strictest gun control laws you could ever think of, and they're perfect, and it's what everybody wants, it still leaves 30 states that don't have those laws. And so it's not a huge stretch to think that you could cross state lines, go buy a gun somewhere else legally, and then bring it back to your state. Right. Which circumvents the very, very strict gun control laws that your state has. I think for laws like that, they really do need to be made at the federal level if there's going to be a law. Correct. Or some other approach needs to be come up with. Right. You can't give an inept employee more work to do and expect it to be better. Right. You can't give an inept government more responsibility and expect it to be better. You can't expect to let that government be more involved in your life and have your life be better as a result. Perhaps rather than creating additional laws, we should hold said government accountable for the laws that already exist. Exactly. And enforcing them and doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, my God, how many times have we heard after one of these shootings that someone was on a watch list? Yeah. If they're on a watch list, it means they did something to alert the government to their presence. So then why was nothing done about them? Right. That comes down to everything. I mean, you hear people talking all the time about stricter or or looser immigration laws. How about you do something decent with the laws you currently have? Exactly. Before you change them. Well, and and that's what bugs me. It's like people talk about, you know, federal background checks suck, blah, 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 blah. But yet they catch people coming into this country all the time with the most minute of issues and keep them out of the country. Right. 
How do they manage to do that in a split second over a counter while you're having an encounter with them, but you turn in a form that they go through and do a complete thorough check on you, and somehow that isn't caught with that. You mean how the U.S. government can find a nine-year-old DUI on a Canadian person's criminal record and stop them from coming into the country to attend their best friend's wedding, but they can't stop terrorists from coming in who have a long history of terrorism back in their own country? Bingo. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Bingo. I mean, we watch that show, Border Patrol or Border Security, and we see it all the time. They catch things instantly. Exactly. So it makes no sense to me that they don't catch this. Like when you came to Canada and you gave them the information the first time and you gave them the information you had about me and you saw them pull up my passport immediately and then call me to verify that I was really who you were telling them I was. Like they know it immediately. And you gave them what? My first name, last name, and... And your phone number. Phone number? That's it? You didn't yeah. give them, like, date of birth or anything? Nope. Yeah, exactly. They pulled up my passport from that. Yeah. And it was an expired old passport that they pulled up because I didn't have a current valid one. So now I want to slide yeah. us toward the end of this show Lunacy. by giving some advice, okay? <laughs> don't make assumptions about people you don't know because you only come off stupid. When you start assuming things about people that you don't know... Without asking questions, you're bound to be wrong. Kind of just make an ass of yourself in that situation. Next thing, just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean they're from a different party than you, but it most definitely doesn't mean that they're from the opposite party as you. (laughs) There's more. And I mean, that alone shows you how, I want to use this word, myopic their thinking is. Because let's face it, in their mind, there's only Democrats and Republicans. That's it. There's nobody else. Yeah, no so, party preference is the biggest party in the country. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. At least if they were to say, oh, so you're one of those no party preference people, they'd be more accurate in finding out who you are. So that's the second thing is don't assume that because someone disagrees with you politically that they're the other party. Right. They could be no party. They could be a completely different party. I'm going through the voter data. There's parties I never effing heard of. Oh, I know there's so many. And yet, you know, they might have a, a you know membership of three. Who cares? They exist. You know, I think the more people in the country who gravitate towards no party preference and the smaller the like registered Democrats, registered Republicans, et cetera, the the more accurate the representation in the government will be and the more accountable the government will be held. And here's the third piece of advice and final piece of advice. Okay, don't make decisions because of the party that you're in. It's hypocritical to say someone's a Republican following Republican talking points while you sit there espousing the exact position of the Democratic Party. And before we go, I'm going to tell you something real interesting. We're going to end on this note. The guy in Texas uh-huh. that they're calling a racist bigot who was inspired by Trump. Oh, my God. Well, he wrote a manifesto that he left behind. Okay, of course he did. And in the manifesto, he do. said that his opinions about He says that Democrats pander to the Latino vote, that, you know, Latinos come here. This is his words. Please remember this. Latinos come here to take advantage of our system, and they need to go back where they came from. Uh And he had these opinions long before Trump ever came on the scene. He had these opinions since 2010. Not surprising. Now, he literally said in his manifesto that people are going to make this out to be President Trump's fault or some presidential candidate's fault. But it's nobody's fault. He decided to do it. It's his belief system that he came up with on his own. And in the end, he's a registered Democratic Socialist. 
scary. He is a supporter of Bernie Sanders. Whoosh. That's a low blow. You know, who most of the progressive Democrats are in love with <laughs> and like to lick his rear end. Well, that was pretty interesting. So I think that's interesting because they all jumped to conclusions. And when the facts start coming out, bro isn't who they thought bro was. Well, that's the exact same reason they never call the situation a terrorist attack until they actually know that it was an act of terror. Oh, and that's the other thing. I only <laughs> claim to that he that mental health has an issue because the guy was white. At what point did I say that it belong that the comment was about any one person or one shooting? Pretty sure it's about all of them. And the shootings are not exclusive to one race. But all right. Thanks for that bit of wisdom, dumb shit. So there you go. That's how people think. That's how people act. And people then want to make... One person said that, oh, this guy's not capable of carrying on a civil conversation. Why? Because I was blunt and called you out? I literally told that guy, I'm not going to apologize for calling you your opinion stupid because your opinion was stupid. And you have failed to be able to defend your opinion. And you know what? I don't care what people think. I don't care what the psycho stalker thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks. I am who I am. And I have my viewpoints and clearly people appreciate that. And then there's a group of people that don't appreciate that. Well, but isn't there a saying you can't please all the people all the time? It's true. Now you've quoted like an old proverb and Dr. Seuss all in one podcast. I think that's probably enough. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye bye. Psychopartisan politic nut jobs. Thank you for listening to the nightly rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.